Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring vocalist Joe Stafford, the first Superman program ever broadcast, and a great routine by comedian Bob Newhart. Now, here's Joe Stafford from the Supper Club broadcast of January 11th, 1949. It's showtime at the Chesterfield Supper Club on the air five nights a week with America's greatest singing stars, Perry Como, Joe Stafford, Peggy Lee, and featuring Frankie Lane, the Fontaine Sisters, the Starlighters, and the orchestras of Mitchell Ayers, Dave Barber, and Paul Weston. And now, here's the star of our show, Joe Stafford. It's great after being out late Walking my baby back home Arm in arm over meadow and farm Walking my baby back home We go along harmonizing a song Or I'm reciting a poem Owls go by and they give us the eye Walking my baby back home they stop for a while, it gives her a smile. I snuggle my head to his chest. They start in a pen, and that's when I get my powder all over his vest. After I kind of straighten his tie, he has to borrow my comb. One kiss, then I continue again, walking my baby back home. Boy, but it sure gets late Walking my baby back home Wonderful date and everything's great Walking my baby back home Then we stop for a while Cause we passed the address We walk back for a mile Ooh, brother, that boy's a mess After I kind of straighten his tie he borrows my comb One kiss then I continue again Walking my baby back home Hear them talking We call it walking Walking my baby back Well, folks, we planned our rain production for tonight, but something of a minor miracle took place out here in California. It's been snowing real snow. First time in history that a snowball ever broke a window in Pasadena. So we decided we'd go right along with the weather tonight and repeat our winter production about an old-fashioned sleigh ride. Starlighters and Paul? Oh, I hear those sleigh bells calling Cause the snow outside is falling On a sleigh ride we will go Let us know, let us know 
let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. An old-fashioned sleigh ride party. Remember the last time you went on one? Bet you planned on it for weeks. Just prayed for the snow to fall, and then when it came and the whole world looked like a marshmallow, out you went into the cold, starry night. Maybe it was in northern New England you had your first sleigh ride, and you'll never forget that halfway mark where you stopped to give the horses a rest. Boy, what a sight. Fresh ski trails, fir trees all dressed in white, and gazing over all this like a ghost from a summer night is a moon, as big and beautiful as only a winter moon can be. Frozen winter streams Withered leaves a sycamore Moonlight in Vermont Icy finger waves Ski trails on a mountainside Snow light in Vermont Telegraph cables they sing down the highway And travel each bend in the road People who meet in this romantic setting Are so hypnotized by the lovely Shadows through the trees Professor, excuse me. As a financial expert, can you tell me the best financial investment for me? You're in the service, hmm? Well, I recommend SGLI insurance for you. Not only is the protection excellent, but the deduction is made for payment automatically, so you always are protected. Any other reasons, Professor? Yes, the rates of SGLI are extremely low. Much lower than civilian policies for equal protection. $2.55 a month gets you $15,000 worth of protection. Professor, you're a genius. Not really. Millions of servicemen know the score, too, right? One of the great comic strip characters is Superman. The initial Superman story appeared in Action Comics uh, magazine in June 1938. The following year saw the birth of his own monthly comic magazine and a regular daily newspaper strip. In 1940, Superman began a 15-minute daily radio program on the Mutual Broadcasting System. Here now is the very first broadcast featuring Bud Collier in the title role. Superman! It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, eighth wonder of the modern world, visitor from a distant planet whose strength knows no limits, whose endurance is beyond anything humanity has ever known. We have seen how the child of Jor-El and Lara was placed in the rocket ship and sent on his way to Earth. During the long journey of the rocket ship to the Earth, the child has become a man. The rocket landed in a desert. Superman stepped forth full-grown to explore this strange new world in which he found himself. Today, as our story continues, we find him hovering with his curious power above a quiet highway in Indiana. A trolley car is just pulling up the hill, and as Superman wheels and turns in curious flight, unseen below, a man and a boy come out of the shed that serves as waiting room. Wow. 
Morning, Professor. Good morning. Going to the town? Yes, that's right, John. Taking Jimmy to the fair. <laughs> that is a great show, all right. <laughs> well, I reckon you're my only passengers. Uh, make yourselves at home. I'm going to get me a drink of water. All right. Why, Dad, we've got the trolley all to ourselves. Yes, regular private car. Hmm? Where'd the motorman go? And just over to the spring for a drink. It's a mighty hot day. You'd better hurry or we'll be late. <laughs> we can't start without the motorman. But we are starting. Look, Dad. The doors have closed. We're moving. Yes, what happened? Dad, I want to get out. The brakes. Something happened to the brakes. Let's get out, quick. Open the doors. They're jammed. They're tight shut. Dad, we're going faster and faster. We're going downhill. Dad, what are we going to do? Jimmy, come here. The window. Out the window, Dad. Get it open. Smash it. Oh, wait. wait. Jump, Dad. Jump. No, no, no. It's too late. Going too fast. We've got to, Dad. Look, there ahead. There's a tree. Jimmy. A tree. A tree falling right in the track. Look. Look. There in the sky. It's a man. Why, he's flying. It can't be. It's not possible. Dad, he's coming straight at us. He's swooping down. He's carrying on the roof. Dad. Quick. Grab hold of me. Oh, no, put me down. Let me go. Stop it. One under each arm. Out through the top. Hold on, we're going to crash! Well, we just got out of that in time. The trolley car's a wreck. Smashed into a million pieces. Where are you going? What are you doing to us? Uh, what's happening? Put us down. Don't be frightened, you're all right. I had to get you out of there in a hurry. Pulling off that roof was the only way. Now we're going down again. Down. Down. There you are, safe and sound in the field. Well, I, I don't know what to say. Quite all right, Professor. Getting you and the boy out of that car was nothing. I can't believe it. Who are you, anyway? Where do you come from? I have no name. I come from a world that no longer exists. Here in this world of yours, men would call me a superman. It's a dream, a wild, impossible dream. But, Dad, it happened. We saw it. He flew down, took us under his arm. And out of the car, that's all. Nothing so strange about that. You saved our lives, Jimmy's and mine. I don't understand even now, but I'm grateful. Are you, Professor? Well, do you doubt it? Would you do something to prove it? Would we? Anything at all. Then make me a promise. Promise that you'll say nothing at all about what's happened. What? Don't you want people to know? Not just yet. I want no one to know, except those I help. Will you promise? Well, if you wish. I do, believe me. Then you have our word. Is that all? No. You've given me your promise. Now I want your advice. You want advice from us? Well, you know this world. I'm a stranger. You know the people in it. And I have still to find them out. You want to meet men, is that it? Not meet them, Professor. Observe them. Study them. See them at their best and their worst. Know which to help and when help is needed. If you can tell me that... Dad, can we help him? Well, I think so, Jimmy. If that's what he wants. It would mean a great deal to me. Well, my friend... If we can call you that. I hope we can. My first friends on this earth. To mingle with people, to see men at the highest and the lowest, if that's what you want. And now let me think. Uh, how about a newspaper, a great metropolitan daily? A newspaper? Oh, yes, join their staff. Be a reporter. Oh, but you can't do it in those clothes. Not that blue costume with the cloak and shield on your breast. Gee, you couldn't. Uh, Jimmy, these are the cloak and the shield of Superman. If I become as other men, I shall dress as other men. Well, you'll have to assume some kind of a name. Uh, what do they call you? I have no name. Well, how about Clark Kent? That sounds all right. Yes, why not? It's usual enough. Won't attract attention. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yes. 
and about joining a newspaper. That should give me an opportunity to learn the troubles of men, to know whom to help and when help is needed. I'll do it. Many thanks to both of you for your advice. Well, no thanks are necessary. If there were only something more... Just this. Remember your promise. Never to reveal my identity. And now, goodbye. I've stayed too long, and I'm off. Goodbye. 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 They're right. Superman must become a reporter. A reporter by the name of Clark Kent. Clark Kent. I'll do it. Steady roll. Light. Listen, Chief. You better get somebody in that railroad story right away. Anything break? Looks bad. I don't know where your dope came from, but it sure was right. Well, where are you now? At the yards out of town. If I were you, I'd have somebody watch the man they call the wolf. The wolf? That's what I do, Chief. Watch him. Trail him. Follow him every minute. He's at the bottom of this as sure as you're born. Oh, hey, I gotta meet if someone's coming. Oh. Excuse me, Mr. White. That young man's still waiting. Watch him. Oh, the one who wants a job? Well, let him wait. Who have we got that's free? McCann's on the coast. Grayson's down in Virginia. Most of the day men are full up. I knew it. Confound it's always the way. Something breaks and nobody to handle it. What is it, Mr. White? Railroads. Sabotage. I didn't believe it, but there may be something in it after all. If there is... Yes, sir? If there is, Miss Smith, it'll be the biggest story since Lindbergh. And me short-handed. Oh, what's the use? Yes, sir. Uh, about that man. Oh, send him in. Send him in. Yes, sir. Come in, Mr. Kent. Mr. White will see you now. Thank you. You want to see me? Close that door. Yes, sir. My name is Kent. Clark Kent. What can I do for you, Mr. Kent? Well, Mr. White, you can give me work, I hope. Well, I'm afraid I can't use you, Kent. You mean you haven't any openings? Not for greenhorns. But, Mr. White, even if I am a greenhorn, suppose I brought you a good story. And where would you get it? I'm afraid you'll have to excuse me, Mr. Kent. A I'm... really good story? Such as... Such as the complete inside on the man called the Wolf on the Western Railroads? Uh, uh, what's that? You heard me. Do you want that story? Do I want it? Well, I should say I do. But look I here. I think I could get it for you, Mr. White. What do you know about the Wolf? A little bit. Where did you ever hear his name? In connection with railroads, Mr. White. Oh, stop beating around the bush. I only heard the beginning of that myself yesterday morning. Not a paper in the country has carried a line. And yet... And yet I come in here and talk about it. I think I could do something with it, Mr. White. Now, look here, Kent. Mysterious secret messages have threatened to tie up every railroad in the country. Beginning with the Western. For a while, the road paid no attention. And then the crack flyer on the P&R went off a bridge. Yes, I read about that. Eh, naturally. But you didn't read about the warnings because they weren't printed. Weren't printed? No, and they won't be. Not until we've checked all the angles. And then this man, the wolf... Oh, yes, yes, the wolf. Now, where do you come in? How did you get to know the wolf? Excuse me. Say your own, White. My friend, tomorrow night, the Silver Clipper leaves Denver for the West. It will not arrive in Salt Lake City. Hey, what's that? Who's this? I have been called the wolf. Goodbye. Hey, come back here. Come back here. Wait, wait. Yes, Mr. White? Where did that call come from? I'm sorry, sir. The party's been disconnected. Ah, nuts. I beg your pardon, sir, but if that call did come from the wolf, I should be inclined to believe it. Huh? How do you know who that was? If I were you, I'd warn the officials in charge of the silver clipper. Uh, look here. You couldn't hear that phone. What is this? How do you know who called me? As I was saying, Mr. White, suppose I brought you a good story, a really good story. The story of the Silver Clipper and the Wolf. I take chances, Kent. I'm going to take a chance on you. Thank you, Mr. White. It's 2,000 miles. You'll have to hop a plane. I'll get there, Mr. White, in spite of the weather. Lord, I, I hadn't noticed the weather. Well, get to the airport anyway. You rang, Mr. White? Miss Smith, this is Clark Kent, temporarily attached to our staff. You'll note I said temporarily. 
Yes, sir. Kent leaves for the west by the first plane. Get him tickets and a $200 advance. Mr. White, all planes are grounded. Well, that's all right, sir. I'll get there. Uh, take him outside. Show him what he needs to know. Mr. White, I'd like to thank you. Oh, let it go, Kent. Let it go. You get a story and you get a job. You're either clairvoyant or the luckiest guesser alive. Either way, I can use you. But if you miss out, well... This way, Mr. Kent. Thank you, Miss Smith. Nice of you to show me around. Pretty lucky, I'll say. A hundred good newspaper men walking the streets and you step right into a job. I say, I am lucky. You wait in here. The ante room of the cashier's office. Well, I really don't need an advance. Oh, I... playboy in disguise, eh? Wait here. Oh, what a rotten night. Don't fall out that window. It's 20 stories down. Beautiful view, even in the fog. You wait right here till I get your money. Then I'll introduce you to a few real newspaper men. Planes grounded. 2,000 miles to go. Sorry, Miss Smith. I'm afraid I can't wait. Clark Kent may need a plane, but Superman doesn't. Up with the window. And out! Ken, I hope I didn't keep you waiting to... What? Miss Smith! Miss Smith! Huh? What's wrong? That man! Did he go out, that Clark Kent? Nobody went through the city room. No. He didn't go out? Well, I left him right here, the, the window. Oh! The open window! He went through it and it's 20 stories down! How do you went out the window? Out the open window, 20 stories above the ground. In the wink of an eye, Clark Kent, cub reporter for the Daily Planet, becomes Superman, eagle of the sky, winging his way west over city and plain, river and mountain, through the storm-swept night. But will he be in time? Can he checkmate the strange figure called the wolf, discover the plot, save the silver clipper, roaring toward Denver at 90 miles an hour? And remember, don't miss the next installment of Superman. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Uh, have you ever wondered what Superman is really like? Well, Bob Newhart explains it in this monologue. This is the thing. We've all gone through this. You send a suit out to the cleaners, and you get back somebody else's suit. And you try it on. It doesn't fit you. You know, you're tripping over the, the trousers and all that. It's not a major inconvenience, but it could be supposing uh, Superman got, <laughs> got the wrong suit back from the... Now, he's, he's got a problem. <laughs> and, uh, he is sitting in his office disguised as Clark Kent right? at, the, at the Daily Planet, right? And the phone rings. Hello? Hello? Yes, yes, this is Clark Kent. The, the mild-mannered reporter, yes. <laughs> you're, you're holding Lois Lane, and unless we come up with a million dollars by tonight, we'll never see her again. She suggested I contact a Mr. S. <laughs> yes, I know what she means. Could, could I put you on hold for just a minute? I, I, I have a, a bit of a problem. He, hello, hello, uh, B&W cleaners. Look, look th this is Clark Kent, and the mild-mannered reporter, yes. I'm, I'm fine, fine, thank you. Listen, there's been a mix-up on my suits, and, and I, I need it. I, I have to go out on a job right now. 
I'm sure it's not my suit. I, look, I brought it in this morning on one day service. Now, uh, let me describe my suit to you. The cape is kind of a royal blue <laughs> with, with white piping. Uh, and the leotards are, are kind of... <laughs> are kind of an off blue. No, they're, they're not my wife's, no. They're, they're mine, I'm, I'm not married. What, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Look, maybe this will help you. On, on the jersey, there's a kind of red S. S for Clark Kent, yes. <laughs> with, with an outfit like that, you, you wouldn't use your right initials either. Look, how, how would you like somebody to leap over tall buildings in a single bound and land right on your store? <laughs> look, look, this is very important. Right, would you check with the morning man? Maybe he saw it. You don't recall him laughing. <laughs> look, this is very difficult to explain. Uh, see, I sometimes fly in that suit. <laughs> what, what do you mean you bet I do? <laughs> All right, would you check with the clerk at the plant? <laughs> this is very important. You see. Well, I have a crisis here. If, if you can't find it, you might tide me over with some Toyadors and a blouse. <laughs> How'd you like somebody to come down there and knock that silly cigar out of your mouth? <laughs> Never mind how I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Look, you can't find the suit. Is that it? I have someone on hold. All right. Hello, kidnappers. <laughs> could, could I speak with Lois, please? L Lois, baby? Uh, listen, I, I don't think we're going to be able to get you out of this one, Lois. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who take for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of opinion, speech, and expression. We have this freedom, and with it the danger of those who abuse it with libelous and untrue statements, those who publish blasphemous or indecent material. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. The commercial announcements on this program were for entertainment purposes only and are not an endorsement of the Department of Defense. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.